Welcome to the Relationships Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dan Doster. Are you considering a career change? Don't go it alone. Come, join the discussion, and listen as my mid-career guests discover and reveal their decision-making process to move from successful business jobs to consulting, entrepreneuring, or taking early retirement. Welcome to the show. My friend and guest, Blake Renault has grown significantly early in his career. The drive to serve in the Marines has been replaced by an eagerness to find his spot in business. Listen as Blake walks us through his challenges and opportunities as he discovers a new focus for his strong will to succeed in life. Welcome to the show, Blake. Thanks for having me, Dan. So tell me about your background. What are some of the highlights in your career thus far? Yeah, I've had a pretty interesting career, at least, and it's definitely one that I wasn't anticipating when I was in college, but I'm grateful for everything that uh, has happened to me, and I've learned a lot and uh, worked with some amazing people. So I started off at JPMorgan Chase after graduating from Ohio State with an Islamic law and economics degree. So I ended up um, taking an internal job at JPMorgan Chase, moving from Columbus, Ohio to Chicago, Illinois, and to commercial banking audit. And, and and did you have other other choices? Yeah, I did. Um, honestly, Chicago was a, was a big appeal. We kind of had felt like um, uh, getting out of Columbus. It was that time of we were just, we were ready to make that transition. Me and my wife. Um, most of my opportunities were coming up in Columbus or New York. Um, some of them were better than others, um, but really the appeal of Chicago, and then really the appeal of what I thought at the time was of being an audit, um, where auditors they spend you know they. Kind of like when in my rotational program, you'd have six months and do a big deep dive into a new area of the business. I, my idea going into in choosing audit was, oh, they, instead of being six months, you know, it's maybe 12 weeks and you just do a big deep dive in the business. Because I still wasn't really sure what I wanted to do in the business world. But I thought that being an auditor, it would allow me to do a bunch of different deep dives into different business areas at JP Morgan and help me kind of figure that out. What I didn't anticipate was I'm just not a good auditor, auditor at all. Um, I can ask the right questions. Uh, I can think like an auditor where I'm identifying problems, but I always found myself um, wanting to just fix the problem. Oh, I found this. I've identified this operational error. Here's how you fix it. Where auditors, they really did it, even though they do sometimes give recommendations, they really just stop at identifying the problems. And so it, it left me feeling not very fulfilled in my work, but then also too, I was just not very good at the, the writing aspect of telling the story. I can identify the problems, but to draw the entire process together, at least at that point in time in my career, I was very, I was very poor at that. And we just through all of that, we had started to piece together that there was something about audit that I was actually good at and that I was the only person really doing at the time, which was doing deep analytics. So, you know, um, taking a huge loan portfolio mm-hmm. Um, and instead of just sampling 40 loans, I would come up with a way for us to sample all 250,000 loans um, and then using analytics to identify the, the loans that were problematic or the operation, the, the operational inefficiencies that, you know, when you're just sampling a small subset of a population, you can't do. And so they, they, they peeled me back from the normal audit um, procedure and they said, all right, we want you to start acting as almost like an internal consultant. So I wasn't writing audit reports anymore. I wasn't even doing testing. I was um, 
they were giving me the opportunity to really succeed by saying, we want you to leverage your analytics ability. Now, this is something I had never been trained in. I have I did not take a math class in my entire time at Ohio State. I somehow managed to pull that off. Um, I had never taken a class on Excel or anything, but it was just something that had come naturally to me um, since starting in the business world. Um, I probably hadn't opened a spreadsheet in college. And so it was very new, but it was something that um, even though I wasn't really passionate about the subject area of being an auditor and being in big banking, um, it was something that I was good at. And when you're good at something, um, you tend to enjoy it. So a nat- uh, would you call it a natural curiosity with solving, Try looking for the answer? Yeah, it, it was it was a different side of the brain that I hadn't explored. So yeah, it's problem solving. It's more um, it's technical. It, it's you know you can you can find things. It's exciting. You can use analytics to really dive into something and really piece something together. It's so cool when you've written a script that pulls something out of a population that you had never seen. So I just I find analytics to be exciting. I think it's fun and. Um, and Did they have anybody else doing that? Not in my area of the business, actually. Strangely enough, we were in the commercial banking team. Um, so JP Morgan has their asset management, asset and wealth management, investment banking, commercial banking, and then their, their um, consumer banking. Uh, commercial is by far the smallest of that. And so about after about six months of doing that, the consumer bank actually kind of absorbed the audit team from commercial. From commercial and they actually had a pretty robust team. And it was actually interesting they had a job offer for me. They had offered to move me to that team right as I accepted my job to where I'm at now, which is at the Options Clearing Corporation. Originally, my role was um, a data management role within our risk management department. Kind of puttered out there a little bit too. Um, that was more mistakes I was making and, and building relationships. Um, and then I was struggling because this was the first true technical role I had had. So I, I really struggled to know what good looked like. Um, so that first year, there were moments where I was like really proud of the work I was doing, but I often found that whether it be relationships, um, specific with my manager, he's a very gifted manager, um, very, very grateful to have worked with him. Um, we just had some disagreements at times, and often it was because I, either I was doing something incorrectly or wasn't communicating what I was thinking uh, properly. Um, and so after about a year of that role, um, I was actually semi-fired or laid off. Um, I don't know what it was, but I was no longer with the company. Um, and <laughs> I was going to say se- semi-fired. Yeah. I don't know if I was fired or if I was laid off, but I'm back. So I'm, I guess I'm still there. So I, I guess I was probably laid off. But um, within a few weeks, one of the relationships I had that was very strong was with a guy who I'd been going to school with, who's a manager elsewhere in the company. He brought me on for what was just a 12-month stint to kind of keep me afloat while I'm looking for another job. And uh, that was where everything changed because this is the I'm, I'm still in that role. They actually those first 12 weeks went so well that they actually kept me on um, to doing what I'm doing now, which is I do automation work within cybersecurity um, and I'm having a blast. Now, now you, you mentioned uh, school. What, what when did that kind of get feathered in? Yeah, so I had. Um, Right at that same time when I was exp- learning that I was good at analytics and was wanting to explore that at JP Morgan, um, I looked around for schooling opportunities because, like I said, I'd never taken a class. I had never taken a math class. I had never taken a class in computer science or computational physics, nothing. And so I'm like, if I'm going to I seem to enjoy this, I need to get better at it to actually like do it. 
And so it was right as I was exploring that at JP Morgan. So it would have been like May of 2018. I applied and the University of Chicago here in Chicago, where I live, um, actually has a phenomenal program in it. And so I enrolled in that and got in um, right as I took this other job at the Options Clearing Corporation and actually where I met uh, the guy who then hired me into cybersecurity. And so um, it was right at that train. That whole six month transition phase was pretty incredible because I just uh, just transitioning from what I thought my career was going to uh, taking a new job to starting school. Um, it was a pretty remarkable time. And, and it, it sounds like uh, you've commented now on three of your managers, two that were really mm-hmm. insightful. The the one that helped you identify at J.P. Morgan that you maybe had mm-hmm. some analytics skills and then the one that you're now with. But then you also commented on the one that didn't yeah. go so well. So what what are the attributes of, in your mind, from your experience, somebody that that turned out to be a good relationship versus one that maybe wasn't so good? Yeah. And, and I want to do want to emphasize my manager that wasn't as good. He is still a very gifted person and I, I cannot emphasize that enough. Um, but the, the, the managers that I've connected with are people who care more than just the output of the work that I'm doing. Um, those people at JP Morgan, even though my work at that point in time was very poor, they care, they wanted me to succeed. They truly, they cared more about that than they did the output of my work now. Had, and they knew, and they know that by supporting me and helping me figure out what I'm good at and giving me opportunities to succeed, that eventually your your, your uh, quality of your work will improve, and that's what happened in both cases. Um, I think one of the reasons that I struggled with my other manager is it was kind of nose to the grindstone the entire time. We were under a lot of pressure to get everything done, and so there wasn't really that opportunity for me to try new things and to really flex what I was good at. It was here's your job, you're going to execute it. And you're going to execute it day in and day out. And there was no real flexibility with that. And that's one of the things I'm grateful for now is my current role is I feel very supported by the leadership. They let me choose the projects I'm doing on. And I know it's not always going to be this way, but they're supporting me saying, we're going to trust you to identify the problems. and We're going to trust that you're going to fix them. And so having that level of trust and caring about my well-being and an employee, those are the those are the managers that I've cared a lot that I look back on and I'm just so incredibly grateful for. So so you've uh, you've been working since the beginning is what, seven, eight years? Yeah. So I graduated in 2013. So, yeah, seven or eight years now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. It does. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. Well, so and, and how far along in the master's program are you? I'm about half. I'm a little over halfway through at this point. Um, my company, I'm very grateful that they're paying for a good portion of it to get me through it, and I so that requires me to take it at a slower pace. Um, and so I'm taking one class a quarter right now um, and just cranking through it. Which between University of Chicago workload, work, and then running it, and now I have a pregnant wife. It's uh, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot of competing uh, interests for my time. I, I'm, I'm guessing uh, at University of Chicago, they've introduced you to a spreadsheet and some math. Uh, they're trying to get away from spreadsheets, but a lot of math, <laughs> a lot of math, a lot of scripting, uh, a lot of uh, data visualizations and machine learning. Um, it's a it's a, re- a remarkable program, different than what I was expecting, but am blown away by it. It's been an incredible time. And and uh, the industry that you're in now, what what mm-hmm. how would you characterize the industry? We call ourselves a fintech company. We are 
um, we are the pipelines that keep the that that keep the options market moving. Um, so we sit in between a bunch of different transactions, and they all make its way through our systems. Um, the, from the buyers to the sellers and the sellers to the buyers, we stand in between all that, making sure that the options market is running smoothly. Good. Okay. Let's see. So let me back up a smidge. You mentioned uh, a minute ago about uh, military was now or had had become a competing interest. So t- take me through how that worked. Yeah. So the military was a completely different drive for me and something that I still struggle to come to grips with as to what that means for my future. Um, I was just born with this innate desire to be a United States Marine. I had no explanation for it, other no patriotic reason, like I'm going to go off and serve my country. Yes, there's all these different things. Like it sounded cool. I think as a kid, I was really attracted to the uniforms, you know, the, the, the uh, <laughs> dress blues of the United States Marines, you know, it looks good on TV. But so just throughout my entire life, I had had this just desire to be in the, in the United States uh, Marine Corps. Uh, that's why I went to Ohio State. That's why I studied Arabic, Farsi, and Somali while I was there. Um, have an Islamic law degree, an economics degree, Middle Eastern studies. Um, so I studied all of these things with the single purpose and intention of joining the United States Marines. Now, I had a bunch of health issues. Um, I'd had a hip surgery in high school that kept me from enlisting. Um, I had a couple more hip surgeries, and I also had a brain tumor. Um, and so that's not the best uh, <laughs> foot forward when you're going to to MEPS, the military engines processing station, well, so oftentimes uh, in Relationships Matter podcasts, we talk about points of transition or uh, a decision-making point or an inflection point where uh, you're heading in one direction and then sometimes for reasons that you don't completely understand at the time, uh, you need to shift and go in another direction. And I, I can think of uh, one or two areas that 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 may have happened to you, but I rather than telling you my ideas. Tell me, tell me what you would say, uh, where a, a spot where you said, okay, now what's next? And then describe that what next, and then tell me about how you thought through it and how you pieced it together. Yeah, it would be that summer of 2018 where I had just gotten through the whole uh, attempt to get in the Marine Corps, which left me truly just devastated. I had no idea what I'd wanted to do. I was I had been having this poor career in audit, was pretty miserable there, but I'd always kind of clamored to this hope of joining the Marines. You know, I'd probably built it up more than I should have in terms of this is going to be my out. This is going to be what I'm is going to get me doing what I want to do. Um, and so when that fell apart, I was I, I had no purpose and drive like I was just done. Like I just didn't care about anything. Um, my my work quality got even worse and I was really struggling and it took me a couple of weeks to get out of that really low point, but it was, it was probably six months before I really got my head on straight again. Um, even when I took my new job at the OCC, I was still not necessarily ready to admit that that wasn't going to happen, but it was in that period of time after the Marines where I'd started to get that support to exploring analytics. So that was really the only prospect I had for something that, okay, I actually enjoy, enjoy doing this, even though this isn't in an area of the world that I want to do, I want to be in big business. Even though it's, um, I had no like professional experience uh, up coming into audit with like this analytics work. Um, th- that was like the one thing about my job that I was like, I can do that. And I actually am pretty good at it and that I kind of enjoy it. Um, the problem I was having was I kept comparing it to the Marines. 
I had that thing. I had known what it felt like to really want to do something. So even though I was good at it, I knew it was the right thing. I didn't want it as much. And so it was hard to convince myself to really go for it. And so through conversations with just all these amazing people in my life, through the managers there at JP Morgan, who were really still committed to making me succeed, to previous managers, to friends like you and um, just pastors and just close acquaintances. And of course, my wife, who knew this, what was going on with me more than anybody, um, pieced together a plan which looked at pursuing this analytics as um, at least the short term uh, career move that needed to make sense. Discovering or learning that that you couldn't be in the Marines, did that coincide with uh, with OCC telling you uh, we're going to we're going to invite you to the door? I mean, was that kind of when you were in the same funk? Yeah, it was. So I was still pretty unsatisfied with audit, and even though that they were working to make me um, a full time, just doing data analytics work with an audit full time, I had known when the Marine Corps fell apart that I was just going to make a move. And so I'd started to apply for jobs just knowing that, okay, the Marines aren't going to happen, which I planned on leaving for. I'm just going to apply for jobs and see what happens. And the OCC um, made me a phenomenal offer, um, and which I was incredibly excited to take um, just because it got me out of audit. And even though, like I said, I'd, I'd had my, my experience had grown, um, I knew that this analytics career was really where I needed to head. Um, that's also why at that same point in time, I was applying to the University of Chicago. Once that decision was made to go for analytics, the dominoes really fell for getting into University of Chicago, getting that formal training that I've never had, getting a job that's more analytics focused and getting me out of audits, which was just nothing but bad memories. Even though I had a lot of great experiences there at the same time, I just knew that I needed to get out of it. Um, so it was those dominoes that fell that I don't know if this is what I want to do long term. I'm going to just pursue it and see what happens. Um, this is what this is the one thing I know right now that I'm good at that I could do something with. So I'm just going to go with it, even though I don't know what what's what lies on the other side of the door was there any particular um book that you read or pro- process that you followed to help you filter through the the selection process of trying to focus in tell me about that yeah so the book i i boy i can't remember if i read any books at that point in time i probably should have probably the bible um no the one thing that um i for some reason have always done is just phone calls so this is going to sound weird, but literally every Sunday night for two, three hours, I go out and just call people, family, friends. It started off in college as a way for me to stay in, in touch with my um, family back home. Um, but it was through those phone calls. So literally every Sunday night, just going on a walk and, and calling everybody that I can think of that I want to talk to, whether it's friends back in Columbus, old pastors and relationships there to Dan Doster in Raleigh, North Carolina. And of course, <laughs> my grandpa, my close network of friends. Um, like I said, two, three hours every Sunday night. And these are the people that I trust and have that relationship with that I can say, hey, I'm thinking about this or, hey, I'm struggling with this. Um, a lot of them knew what was going on with the Marines. So they, they were able to sympathize with me. One of my close friends is a Marine and he was able to sympathize and encourage me. Um, but it was through those people who know me and know what I'm good at, what makes me tick, that I can pitch these ideas. Hey, I'm thinking about analytics. Does this make sense? Like, or am I going to putter out in this too? Hey, I just want to go to school, maybe full time. Does that make sense for what you're thinking about me? So it's through those deep relationships of people who I just trust and know well um, that they were able to help me navigate all these different things that were going through my head um, and encourage me and build me up and then kind of get my swag back a little bit after a pretty devastating period of time. Um, I attribute a lot of that to them. Um, 
and it was through those conversations that um, a lot of these decisions were made and supported and encouraged to end up where I'm at now. So you've uh, so you've been in in this role that you're in now for a little more than a year. Yep. And and, and so when you think about uh, how you're tracking now, it it just from listening to you think through this, it sounds like uh, on a scale of one to ten, you you, you might have said audit was somewhere below five, and you might have said initially at OCC was maybe a five, uh, mm-hmm. but it sounds like you're still not yet running at a 10. You're, you're, you're more like a six yeah. or a seven. I would say, I would say a solid seven. And a lot of that has to do with the people that I'm working with now. I absolutely love them. Um, I, there's, I have no issues showing up to work every day and just talking to people and enjoying, the, enjoying the people I'm around. But then also cybersecurity has proven to be more interesting than I thought. When I got hired in the role, it wasn't because I had any background in cybersecurity. It was just they needed me to help them with some automation. Um, But that's turned out to be a lot more interesting than what I was anticipating. Um, And so it's definitely been one of the first times in my career where I'm not only doing day-to-day duties that I enjoy, but I'm actually in an area of the business that I find to be quite interesting. Um, Now, is it what I want to be doing long-term? I haven't decided that yet, but cybersecurity has just through this crazy series of events has become something that I'm actually, I'm enjoying working in, but um, is it where I'm going to end up long-term? I don't know yet, but that's okay. So when you think about uh, thus far, you're still young, you're still early in your career, but uh, anything you would identify as a regret? Ooh, that's a tough question. I would say the only thing that I have regretted Location has proven to matter more than I anticipated. If I'm with my wife, I'm I'm happy. So there you go. Very good. All right. Last item. Uh, any advice uh, for others who might be considering career changes? Maybe at similar stage of their career, or maybe a little later on. What? Any any thoughts on advice? Yeah, it's going to be all right. Um, no matter what happens, it's going to be all right. Um, a job is something that if you're lucky enough that you can not only just make money doing, but you can enjoy doing. Um, but it's worth trying the things not only that you're good at, but that you're passionate at too. I don't regret having gone after the Marines as hard as I did. Um, even though it left me in a really bad spot for a while, looking back on that drive and that passion and just what comes out of pursuing what you want to do really hard. And even if it doesn't work out, it, it's, it's okay. It's going to be all right. Um, so pursue what you want to do um, and go for it. And if it doesn't work out, um, try not to make the mistake I, I did of building up this really like this grand ideal state of what your life is going to look like because it's not going to work out that way. And you have to be okay with it when you realize that life's not going to work out the way you have it planned. Um, it hit me hard. I'm grateful for the relationships that I had that helped pull me out of that really low point, but definitely pursue what you want to do. It's going to be all right if you don't get it and just build that strong network of people who can tell you when you're being a knucklehead or can encourage you when you're a broken person. Um, those are the things that really have benefited me. And I'm so incredibly grateful for those relationships. Uh, That's great. Very good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. My thanks to Blake for sharing timeless insights into the importance of perseverance and relationships. Always remembering that a good manager can either help propel a person or set them back. If you're a manager in your career, be the person you want others to remember as helping to move them forward. 
This brings us to the end of the Relationships Matter podcast. I'm your host, Dan Doster. Thank you for listening. Feel free to reach out via email, dan.relationshipsmatter at gmail.com. And remember, as my dad always said, the fun is in the run.